All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Daily Face-Off Podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 7, Episode 33 of the Daily Face-Off Podcast. I am your host, Brock Segan. With me today, got Dylan D. Berthium. How's it going, D? Going good, Brock. Happy to be here. It is 4.20 and Biebs isn't here. I don't know if those things are, are hand in hand <laughs> or are not, but uh, no Biebs for today's show. Happy 4.20 to those who partake in those sure. festivities. All right, so one thing we weren't 100% sure on, and we still really aren't 100% sure how many of our listeners um, are in a, a two-week championship. Some people I've seen on Twitter still talking about their semifinals this week. So obviously everyone's setup is a little bit different. We can't really cater to every single um, league. But the way that this weekend schedule is laid out, it kind of makes it a little bit easier on us anyway. You mentioned it last week that... Um, the the Sunday schedule is outrageous this weekend. There's 12 games on Saturday, 11 games on Sunday. Yeah. Um, the NHL really just not wanting me to have a good time this weekend at all. Nope. Um, thank you so much to the NHL for that. Um, so that makes streaming very difficult. Really, the streaming targets we touched on in last week's episode. Looking at this week, obviously the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule is really one that you want to talk. Uh, one you wanted to target. Um, by the time you listen to this episode, really only streaming targets you can have are the guys that play on Friday at this point. Um, so it's not really worth going through that uh, like crazy because it just really doesn't matter. What we will do for this weekend is go through all the back-to-backs because 
Sunday is so busy. Um, there is a ton of back-to-backs this weekend, obviously. Um, but at the same time, you also have, um, you know, obviously a lot of those teams are going to have their top-end starters available to them as well. But you're going to have to really play around with the matchups, whether or not your goalie starts on both ends of the back-to-back or not. So it's um, a bit of an interesting weekend here. But for as I mentioned off the top, a lot of finals are going to be running um, back-to-back weeks. So it's going to roll into next week as well. Um, I know the one league I'm in is like that. I know the one league you're in is like that as well. So we're yep. going to take a long look at next week as well and really hone in on those teams um, as our streaming targets for next week. So we'll start with this weekend with the back-to-backs. As we mentioned, there are a shitload of them. Um, There are, in fact, 17 teams with back-to-back games this weekend. I've put together a beautiful graphic here for us to to really nail things down and figure out who the best back-to-back targets are for this week. So we'll start with the teams that play on Friday, Saturday. There's three of those teams. That's Arizona, Ottawa, and Seattle. Um, One thing that would stick out is those three teams are pretty similar in the fact that none of them are very good. Sure. Um, But there could be um, a potential target there on Friday, depending on who gets the start. Um, For me, I think the most obvious candidate out of this group would be Anton Forsberg. Um, Philip Gustafson started their most recent game. So you would imagine that Anton Forsberg will get the start Friday in Columbus um, with Philip Gustafson going Saturday against Montreal. And the start Friday in Columbus is a nice one for Philip Forsberg on a pretty quiet night in the NHL. And, uh, you know, he's still only 39% owned. To me, he's the one that really stands out on that Friday. I don't know so much if I'm if I'm looking to Carl Vimelka and Hari Satari against the Washington Capitals or uh, James Reimer, Capo Kakinen in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe Vimelka. We've seen him put together some big games before. I think if you're desperate, um, it's a good it's a good long shot play there. Uh, I definitely lean that way before I go with the Kraken Tendi against the Wild. Uh, but yeah, I would agree. Forsberg. Oh, excuse me. This is a cracking. There's something going on here because I, I I said um, Reimer and Kakinen, but I meant Grubauer and Schreger. My apologies. Yes, you're good. Um, yeah, no. So I, I'd I'd rather take um, as or as I said, I'd rather take Vimelka out of out of those two. But definitely Forsberg would be the top option. Thirty nine percent owned. I mean, I guess there's an off chance Gustafson goes on Friday as well, um, which would probably be you know. Uh, almost like a best case scenario because he's much more widely available. Obviously, Forsberg's actually been playing pretty good lately, but Gustafson looked good the other night. Um, so, I mean, off chance they go back to him, right? More, more than likely, I, I agree that they probably go back to Forsberg, uh, which would give Gustafson Montreal on Saturday. Still a good start, but more likely than not, you're going to have two better starts to go with. Uh, but it, it's probably going to end up in like the the 10 to 15 range, it, probably a slightly above average start even on that Saturday slate. So who knows? Maybe if uh, if you have one of the guys going Friday uh, or maybe you have one of the many guys playing Saturday, Sunday, and they get rested on that first uh, first start of the night, and in which case I think Gustafson could potentially be a viable option on, on Saturday night or Forsberg if he gets it as well. Yeah, I- I've talked about Philip Gustafson. I've been on record this year as somebody that really likes him. Um, I've recommended Anton Forsberg a bunch as well. So I actually like both those goalies. I still think Ottawa is a pretty decent club, um, especially right now too. A game against Columbus would be nice. You've got no Zach Rowenski or Patrick Line for the Blue Jackets in their, their yeah. last couple games. So if those two guys remain out, then it becomes an even more um, interesting start there. So definitely um, – 
some viable options on Friday. Once we get now into Saturday, Sunday, it's really just a, a clusterfuck, uh, a huge collection of, of teams and finding somebody that's going to be wildly be able, the, the, I guess the real issue here for us is trying to figure out which guy is going to start which game. Yeah. It's nearly impossible for us to predict, um, so we're not really going to try to do that. The one thing I will say is the Tampa Bay Lightning in Nash or against Nashville on Saturday in Florida on Sunday, they've already gone ahead and, and, and done us a favor, basically laid out their entire week's schedule, um, at least what their plan was. Um, and it looks like Vasilevsky is going to start on Thursday. Brian Elliott is going to start Saturday against the Predators, leaving Vasilevsky to start Sunday in Florida. So, um, either way, n- neither one of those matchups really looked all that appealing for Brian Elliott anyway. Um, but he's played very well this year. So at home against the Predators on Saturday, if you're desperate, I really don't hate him in that spot. Yeah, and honestly, I think he might be a good pickup the rest of the way because it sounds like he's going to get at least two or three more games down they the said stretch, right? Four, um, and then he, I think he already played one. So yeah, I think he's three, looking three at left, least right? three starts here yeah. down the stretch. So obviously, that's going to be a, a huge, huge boost. Like we've been talking about holding on to a guy like Franco's all year long for these couple of back to. I mean, not just for the back to backs. He's good whenever he gets the start, but uh, especially holding on during this playoff run for the couple of back to backs the Avs have in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so yeah, definitely, I, I think Elliot. Uh, great spot start whenever he does go, but if I would probably, you know, if you need the help in goal, yeah, I'd probably look at holding on to him the rest of the way until he gets that third start. Because uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's getting three of those uh, of those fine. I think they have eight games left at this point. Yeah, looking at next week, they've got Columbus, Columbus, and the Islanders. Uh, one of those games being a back to back. So conceivably, he could potentially start two of their three games next week. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he ends up starting Tuesday against the Blue Jackets. And, and uh, that was the initial, as you said, the initial timeline they kind of laid out. And yeah. Wouldn't be shocking for them to kind of ease off Ashlevsky just a little bit right well, before. Well, if you look at the way it sets up, if he starts in Florida, um, obviously on Sunday, and then maybe he starts uh, Thursday in Columbus, and that could be yeah. kind of the end of it for him. Yeah, and it's not too elongated of a rest that way, right? If he gets the Florida game, then you're looking at a three-day break, which is pretty pretty normal. It's a good rest, but nothing that you'd, you know, not not going to have to bring Russ into the equation, you would really think, obviously, which you'd also want to avoid. So, Yeah, yeah. And, and Brian Makes Elliott, sense. Columbus, Nashville, Columbus, and the Islanders, or potentially Columbus Columbus three pretty reasonable matchups for him and as I mentioned I mean he you know obviously very up there in age but playing behind a very good team yeah and I believe he's at a 920 save percentage in and around there on the season they just signed him to an extension obviously happy with what he's done for them um so I really like Brian Elliott not just this weekend but you're right moving into next week he could really help push a team to a fantasy championship especially a team that might be a little bit more needy between the pipes for sure uh he's definitely the one that we really wanted to talk about and get out of the way first but let's go kind of uh, team by team here really quickly. Anaheim has got the LA Kings in LA on Saturday, the St. Louis Blues on Sunday. You'd imagine Anthony Stellars will get one of those two games. I'm not really in love I, with those two matchups. The Kings have obviously um, you know, had a really nice season. They just played to a 2-1 game, though, yesterday against yeah. them. So maybe it could be another low-scoring game. So if Stellars ends up getting that one, that could be a reasonable option. But on such a busy slate, I don't know if he's really going to talk, you know, top that top half of the of the starters that yeah i don't think so i it's still viable for me like i I, i'd probably have him 
you know, somewhere outside of the bottom four or five starts on, on either given slate just because he's played well this year. Yep. Uh, and yeah, neither is the worst matchup. They're not fantastic, but obviously. Yeah, the Blues obviously have been red hot. The, the Thomas Tarasenko line has been yep. incredible. So I would, you know, if he was going to face one of those two teams and I had to play Stellars, I, I think I would rather him face the Kings at this point. Yeah, but, but I agree with you more likely than not, even if you don't have options on your roster already, there'll probably be some better options that we might talk about coming up um, that you you want to go for before Stellars. Things do end up getting pretty weird um, in the finals in, in, in the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, players get dropped that probably shouldn't. Um, and Linus Allmark might be a prime example. We've seen him dip below 70% owned at 67%. It looks like he's going to be back this weekend. And if he is, if he happens to be available in one of your leagues, he would be a prime target this weekend as well. The Bruins have the Rangers on Saturday, the Canadians on Sunday. Obviously, if he's going to get one of those two games, you would probably prefer him to play the Montreal Canadiens at this point. The Rangers offense doesn't particularly scare me. They haven't been going too crazy as of late. Defensively, they've been unbelievable lately. They've they posted three consecutive shutouts. So that, that game doesn't necessarily scare me, but I would imagine Swayman will probably get that one, give Allmark that extra day to get back on track, and then he's in Montreal on Sunday. Again, 67% owned for Allmark, 68% for Swayman. Um, both pretty high owned, but there there's an outside chance that he, he could one of those two could be available. Yeah, especially in 10-team leagues, for sure. Uh, I would imagine Allmark probably got dropped in a lot of 10-team leagues. Uh, Swayman is a guy that just should be owned regardless of format, so 68 100%. Is uh is pretty ridiculous, but we know how the own percentages get at this at this point of year. Yeah, and uh, if you take a look here of the seventeen teams that have back to backs this weekend, uh, they grade out as the best defensive team right now of those seventeen. So obviously, um, some of the more viable options there if. Swayman or Allmark are available in your league. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes in New Jersey on Saturday against the Islanders in New York on Sunday. Uh, two pretty solid matchups. Very good hockey club there. Uh, the issue here is, well, Antti Ranta should, I, I'm surprised his ownership hasn't skyrocketed. I get that a lot of teams have been eliminated, so it kind of yeah. it shuts things down a little bit. But he's only up to 36%. It doesn't really look like Frederick Anderson is going to be back this weekend. Even if he's healthy enough to play, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for the Hurricanes in the situation that they're in to force him back. Uh, and then they also have, I have no idea how to pronounce this, Pyder Kochtokov? I'm not uh, really sure how. Pietar or Peter? It's like a Russian Peter. Peter Kochtov. Kochetkov. 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 Yeah. Okay, Peter Kochetkov. Yeah, we'll go with that. If that's what it until is. Until further notice. Until further notice, yeah. Like, normally it takes me one game of him playing for me to really know. Like, he's kind of... Pyotr. Uh, I don't know how they're going to pronounce that Russian Peter, but... <laughs> it's P-Y-O-T-R, so... Yes. Uh, so, he could get one of those two games for the Hurricanes this weekend, and I think that he would be somebody uh, worth taking a look at in that situation. Obviously, it would be, um, you know, not... It'd be his NHL debut... You know, not somebody that anybody really has any idea about at this point, but um, I mean, we you know, can't even pronounce his name, let alone spell it to try and add him onto our team. Exactly, but he was their second round pick in 2019. He is, uh, you know, regarded as a a really really good goaltending prospect. He had a 9.26 safe percentage in the KHL uh, last year. Wow! In the in the AHL this year, 9.21 safe percentage. He's 13 wow. one and one in the AHL um, this season. So um, yeah, so. He's been very, very good at both the KHL and the AHL level. Um, you can imagine in this situation that the, the Hurricanes are in, as I just mentioned, there's a very high likelihood that he'll get one of those two games. Um, again, I know he's a highly sought-after prospect. 
it is a very difficult name to pronounce, so I do apologize um, to him. But Kachetkov, I feel I feel confident about uh, the last, the last name. name for sure. Kachetkov is is definitely the way to go there. The first name is you know Peter. Peter. Yeah, it could we'll, be. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll hockey find reference out. might help us out here shortly. Because yeah, you never know what they want to go by. You know what I mean? If maybe he, he just wants to go by Peter, or maybe. There's more to it than that, but we'll find out and we'll get it right. Exactly. We will always correct ourselves in future episodes to be sure. So yeah, 22 years old. I'd imagine he'll get one of those two games. I think he's a pretty interesting option. Um, somebody that could, you know, if he ends up starting the Sunday, um, if you're in a deeper league and, and a lot of the goalies are owned, he's certainly one that would still be available and one that's, you know, that you can pick up that's going to be playing on a very, very good hockey team. Yeah, I think Rant has shown us this week it'd be far from a sure thing, right? Just getting the games doesn't always mean that the results are going to come, but obviously... Uh, the Hurricanes are just one of those teams that starting their fantasy goalie is almost always going to be uh, a good play on a given night, even if it was David Ayers. So. The Detroit Red Wings, um, Alex Adelkovich missed Tuesday's game. He was sick, uh, so they went with Thomas Grice. He actually looked very, very good. Uh, made 38 saves. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were like plus 500 <laughs> on the betting line, which was outrageous. Huge win there. They're actually... It's a total um, move. The... Uh, the Florida Panthers are, I think, minus 600 against the Red Wings tomorrow, which I think is basically borderline unheard of. Um, That's outrageous. Did they lose last night, the Panthers? No, they won. Um, they came Bar- back? Yeah, Barkov scored a hat-trick. They won wow. in overtime. Um, so wow. Nadelkovich is unclear if he'll be available. I would imagine by the weekend his bug will have passed, um, and it will most likely be Nadelkovich, Thomas Grice, and we won't see Magnus Helberg, um, but he's back in the NHL with the Red Wings. He backed up Thomas Grice yesterday, but again, don't think he's going to see any action. He might see a couple games down the stretch, but if they weren't going to start him yesterday. They're probably not going to start him at all. Um, Why either, would you? But either way, the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday is not a, you know, last time they played Detroit, I think they won like 11-2, to two. Um, so I don't think that you really want to be going there. Um, and then even in New Jersey on Sunday, the Red Wings just really aren't playing that well. I mean, obviously they just beat the Lightning, but no Dylan Larkin. I don't think that this is a start that you need to be chasing. No, I mean, yeah, there's gonna, there's probably gonna be worse. Uh, if you're just looking for a win on Sunday, there's probably gonna be worse matchups out there, though. For sure, yeah. It, like if Nadelkovich, if if they end up rewarding Grice with Saturday start, yeah, you know, he just beat the Lightning. And go go play the Penguins. See what you can do. Give Nadelkovic that extra day. And Nadelkovic yeah, or even starts if he's against just not the, the Devils, go, and he's yeah. still available. Like he's 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 available in fifty three percent of leagues. Nadelkovic obviously is shown to be capable of having humongous games. Yeah. Um. He's also been absolutely shelled. Like he, he for it to be, you know, if it was the last, if it's the last week of your fantasy season or last week of your semis, um, you know, and you're just trying to get an extra start in, then sure. Yeah. I, I think you know if you're if you're going for broke, I think he could probably provide yeah, you with exactly. A uh, the Florida Panthers against the Maple Leafs on Saturday, against the Lightning on Sunday. Not very good matchups. Um, also, goalies that really aren't very available either. Yeah. Obviously, Bobrovsky at 92%, Spencer Knight at 62%. I don't think we need to talk about them too, too much. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens in Ottawa on Saturday against the Bruins on Sunday. Uh, Carey Price, 62% owns, looked very comfortable in his first couple games back. Uh, Sam Montembeau's had some big games. You know, Similar to Nadelkovic, some massive games, some absolutely dreadful starts as well. Yeah. Um, certainly don't want any part of a Montreal goaltender against the Bruins on Sunday. Um, but in Ottawa, if Carey Price is available and he ends up starting that game, I think Carey Price is a decent option in Ottawa on Saturday. Yeah, and if you're paying attention to the top of the show, you you know that Ottawa is playing on Friday night before that game against Montreal on Saturday. So getting the Sens on the tail end of a back-to-back, uh, yeah, it's it's as good of a matchup as it can get for a Montreal goaltender. So it's certainly a viable start on Saturday. The New Jersey Devils um, 
have a real conundrum on their hands here. They, they've had four goalies practicing as of late, uh, so it's really unclear who's going to uh, start when. But they've got Saturday against the Hurricanes, Sunday against the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they sent Nico Dawes, Dylan's boy Nico Dawes, back to the AHL, seemingly clearing the way for Mackenzie Blackwood to return to the crease here for the last couple weeks of the season. He's been out for a lengthy period of time. His own percentage still hovering at 37%, which is outrageous to me yeah because he really didn't play all that you know all that well to be before he got yeah. hurt um and then he's been out for so so long but um you know if 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 Andrew Hammond's coming off a win um, in his last start, so maybe they give him the Hurricanes on Saturday, um, which would leave the Red Wings for Mackenzie Blackwood's return on Sunday, potentially. Um, either way, Andrew Hammond, he just had a huge performance the other night. Um, he's also a guy that's shown very capable of stealing games, so even if it's Hammond that gets the start on Sunday against the Red Wings, I, I think either way here, it's a pretty good matchup uh, for for the Devils, whichever goalie ends up getting the start on Sunday. Yeah, I would be surprised if they threw Blackwood back in against the Hurricanes mm-hmm. on Saturday when they had the option of just waiting and let him go against the Red Wings on 100%. Sunday. Because uh, as you said, he didn't play that great earlier in the year. He's obviously worked really hard just to try to come back within these last couple of weeks of the season. Yep. Um, so, I, you know, they obviously want him back or else they just would have shot, shut him down. So I think the, there's a purpose to him coming back at the end of the season where they have nothing to play for. And that's to him to hopefully get his game right, get the confidence up heading into the offseason, or at least get a better idea of what exactly they have in Blackwood. Because this looks like a team that uh, could be potentially ready to compete at least a little bit more next season. Uh, definitely headed in the right direction, but you need good goaltending if you're going to compete at all in the National Hockey League. So they got to find out what they have in Blackwood. Uh, and, you know, still a, a young goaltender, obviously a lot of potential there. Uh, and I think they'll want to, you know, keep his confidence as high as possible throughout these last couple of weeks of the season uh, and just leave him with a good taste in his mouth. So I would be really surprised if he does get the go on Saturday. I mean, we're sitting here talking for 20 minutes. I'm sure they're going to call Nico Dawes back up Saturday no, well, and I, he'll start both ends of the back-to-back. So the Devils uh, AHL team, Utica, among the best AHL teams in the, in the league this year, Nico Dawes likely going down there for the stretch run for them, big playoff run. Yeah, I was just a joke Nico about. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance, but uh, Nico Dawes probably done in the NHL this season. I think that's probably a little bit of the reason why they probably brought in Hammond, a little bit of the reason why they, uh, you know, John Gillies is still there, a little sure. bit of the reason why Blackwood's probably... I mean, he came up for back. like, what, two and a half months, and he played more than most backup goalies do in like five or six years. And so. that's the thing, like, is he going to go to the <laughs> AHL and start like every game during a cup run? Like, he's going to he's gonna end up playing like 70 games this year. Yeah, probably. Like, I, like he, let's just take a look here. He played 25 <laughs> games at the a, the NHL level, 18 games at the AHL level this season. So he's already at 43, uh, which is a pretty heavy workload for a 21 year old goaltender who has never started more than 38 games in a season at the semi professional level. Um, so yeah, interesting there to see if he ends up going down there. I would imagine he would be their guy for the run, and you know he played very well at the AHL level before coming up. He's uh, a workhorse. 12, we know 12, that. Twelve, three, and two. Yeah, he's been he's been an absolute workhorse for the Devils this year. Uh, the Nashville Predators they've got the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday, the Minnesota Wild on Sunday. Not really great matchups, um, but the one thing is for certain, I would imagine. I guess I shouldn't say for certain because this is still a team that needs to win hockey games down the stretch. They're looking a little bit more comfortable, but they still need to win some hockey games. Um, they started UC Saros on the on the back-to-back last weekend. It went very poorly. Um, he got absolutely lit up on Sunday. Yeah. So I would imagine that that is going to lead to them going to David Riddick in one of these two games. Uh, but again, anything could happen. But 
Either way, uh, it would most likely be Saro starts Saturday, yeah. see what happens, and then maybe go back to him on Sunday. If it's not, David Riddick against the Minnesota Wild, it's okay. Yeah. I don't love it. Um, it's certainly not you know among my top three streaming options, I don't think. I think the Wild are a bit of a tough out. Um, but Yeah, it's not great, but it could be a lot worse, obviously. And again, if you're just looking for a win, like even on the back-to-back, um, yeah, because Minnie's not playing too this weekend. Uh, even on the back-to-back, I think Nashville's going to be like at worst, uh, you know, it's at home. So they're going to be like a, it's going to be a split Plus game. Plus one ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're still probably, if not a slight favorite, maybe a slight underdog. So it's still going to be about a coin flip for the win. So if you're looking for the win, it'll probably be one of the better options available on the wire. But uh, certainly a risky start. There's potential for him to get lit up by by that wild team for sure. Yeah. Uh, the New York Islanders, they've got the Sabres on Saturday, the Hurricanes on Sunday. Not great matchups. Also, a team has not played very well defensively. Um, both goaltenders have played exceptionally well, though, um, and really kind of masked some of their defensive deficiencies as of late. It's not yeah. the Islanders team that everybody seems to think is the greatest defensive team in the league. Obviously, they've taken a step back this year as well. But, um, I mean, can't really talk about Sorokin. He's 93% owned now, which is great to finally see that. It seems like he was hovering there kind of in a weird area for a little while, but then he's been absolutely spectacular the last couple months, and uh, the own percentage has followed. Semi Varlamov has, has played equally, uh, maybe not equally as well, but he's played very well. Uh, you know, he's done an admirable job there. Obviously, some injury issues, some health, some some illness issues here and there, but he's still 66% owned too. So not really a whole lot there for streaming. Um, if Varlamov ends up getting the Sabres on Saturday, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I still don't want any part of the Hurricanes really. The one thing I guess... If you do stream against the Hurricanes, they're probably going to throw 40 shots your way. So there's an opportunity if you need some help, like if you're really just trying to make a late push to, to steal the, the save percentage category or something like that, then I guess you know starting a, team, you know, a game against the Hurricanes could help in that regard. Definitely. And, I mean, they've they've gotten better at it within the last few years, obviously, with the talent that they brought in at creating high-danger chances. But they still kind of have a tendency to throw a lot of uh, low-danger low shots on net, too, mm-hmm. right? Kind of A lot of stat patterns as well. Um, because they're more interested in kind of controlling the play a lot of times and in terms of risking potential turnover and uh, and keeping the puck like some some of the other better teams in the NHL like to operate. So, yeah, like they'll, they'll still throw those stat padding shots out there for sure. Um, and the, you know the goalie's going to be busy. So if they're playing well, like you said, um, potential definitely to really help you. But the problem is with these guys, they're just not that widely available. To no, play. and that's the thing too, right? It all everyone's situation is different. You could be up in wins, but down in down in save percentage, and you just need to to you know throw a hail mary. Yeah. Um, and in situations like that, obviously, some of these things that we're talking about don't necessarily translate the same way, and stuff like that. You got to kind of think about. Actually, it was funny. Um, my brother-in-law, um. Uh, Loyal listener to the podcast, we were together on Sunday for Easter, and he needed to just pass the guy who was playing in wit and saves. They had saves as a category. Sure. He needed 30 saves or 30 plus saves um, out of a goaltender, and it came down to picking up either JF Berube or John Gibson in that last game. And I, I, I did all my math and my goalie rankings for him. Like, hey, like it looks like it's Gibson, but by a hair. Um, and he, he just seemed to want to pick up Berube for whatever reason. I said, look, I'm not going to talk you out of Berube. I'm just telling you that if it were me, 
I would pick up John Gibbs. At the end of the day, if you had to really balance between those two, I mean, I'm taking John Gibbs sure. every day of the week, as good as Barube's been um, at times this year. So he ended up picking up Barube, didn't listen to me, picked up Barube, got lit up. John Gibson made like 32 stops. Damn. And he lost, and he, he texted me. He's like, what the fuck was I thinking? I was like, what were you? I'm like, I, I, I could, there was no telling you otherwise. You wanted Barube for whatever reason, and, uh, and a bitch in the ass. So shout out to him. Unfortunate, but uh, shit happens, I guess. You know, sometimes you see Perube make like forty saves, forty-seven saves against the Maple Leafs, and stuff like that just sticks in your in your head sure. long term. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Penguins—they've got the Red Wings on Saturday, the Philadelphia Flyers on Sunday. Not gonna find a better streaming matchups available on the wire, and both goalies are widely available. So Tristan Jari was on a scooter, um, <laughs> reportedly dealing with a broken foot. So it looks like he's going to be out long term here, which is. I n- thought he hurt himself on the scooter for a second there. No, no, he was on. He was like it was picture day, and he came out in one of those like one leg scooter things. Um, so it looks like he's going to be out for a bit. Uh, so that means Casey DeSmith. Wait, like a push scooter? Like, no, like you know those ones where you got your one knee up and you, oh, okay. and you kick with and you kick I, with the other one. Like when you have a broken leg, you see them on like yeah, yeah, yeah. knee up okay. type of thing. That I thought you meant like, it was like your classic like school. He wasn't on like a razor scooter because I was like, you got to put weight on both feet. How no, does no, that no. work? The one with your leg up and sure. you know, yeah. Okay, actually, one guy, one of their teammates, I think, pushed him off. Like he was in a wheelchair basically. So. He, I guess those scooters probably don't work great on ice, but either way, he's Casey Smith only, yeah, he's hurt as hell. <laughs> Casey Smith, 19% owed, um, is a must add right now. Yes. Uh, say it. It, it. Finally, not only <laughs> for, you know, this weekend, I would imagine he's only going to start one of those two games. Um, I mean, next week's not great. He's got the Oilers, but then he has the blue jackets in the final night of the season. So, um, you know, Casey Smith's going to start, you'd imagine, most of these games down the stretch for them. Could see back-to-back starts this weekend? Maybe. Um, the Penguins aren't necessarily a team that needs to win, but if they're jockeying for playoff position, potentially a team that could, you know, not want to start um, Louis Domingue in a in a potentially crucial game. I don't think it really matters for them um, too, too much. It's hard to remember all the, the playoff yeah, certainly depends. scenarios. But Louis Domingue only 0% owned. So. Certainly depends, I would say, on... Uh the status of Yari too and how ready he's going to be for the postseason. If you're not worried about him, um, you know, coming back and you know, he's going to be there, then maybe they're a little bit more reckless of how they deployed to Smith in the meantime. And maybe he gets the back to back, but if they're thinking it's going to be, you know, two or three weeks for Yari and maybe just Smith needs to play the first couple of games of the postseason, then uh, I would imagine Domingue is going to get some action over yeah. the last couple of weeks of the regular season. But if you look at the standings right now, uh, Pittsburgh's currently one point up on the Washington Capitals, uh, with and the Capitals have one game in hand. And if you go from third in the Metropolitan Division to the wild card, you fall from playing the New York Rangers to the Florida Panthers. So pretty big difference. The Rangers do obviously look pretty frightening right now, but I don't think anybody is interested in playing the Florida Panthers in the first round right now. So certainly big games for them. I don't think that they have any interest in, in, in dropping into that wild card yeah. spot. So maybe you see DeSmith both games this weekend. I Yeah. But again, it just depends on the status of Yari because like Domingue, I, I think you'd feel okay about going to him for one game. He's not like, especially against like the, Flyers he's not the, the worst Rings. third string goalie, obviously, right? He's no. got a good amount of experiences as far as that position goes. When you're, when we're talking about the third goalie on the depth chart. So I, yeah, exactly. I, I think they'd feel okay with turning to him uh in a one game situation but you don't know like definitely a chance that they do just ride to smith out uh but I, again i think they'd be a lot more hesitant to do that if they're not sure that yari's gonna be ready for the postseason because then obviously you want to make sure DeSmith smith is good to go hasn't played a whole lot you don't know, just all of a lot of sudden just fucking 
push it up to 11, right? Yeah, you don't you don't want to run them into the ground before you might need to ride them for the entire playoffs. But, exactly. Um, you know, it's going to be hilarious if that ends up being the case and they go into that first round and it's Igor Shesterkin versus Casey Smith. You're Ooh. sitting there looking like, fuck. Uh. Big shit. Uh, a couple more teams to get here quickly. Uh, the San Jose Sharks. James Reimer, 38%. Capo Kakinen, 28%. Both goalies have actually played pretty well. We talked about Kakinen pretty uh, highly on this show. I think he's a good goalie. You think he's a good goalie. Um, they've got Chicago on Saturday, uh, Vegas on Sunday. I think if Kakinen gets that start on Saturday, Reimer too. I, yeah, I'm, not who, I, I, I'm down. Whichever one starts, I'm fine with. I would. I, I, I said Kakinen because I think it will be. They seem to have been going kind of just alternating games. Reimer started their most recent game. Actually, Kakanen started the most recent game. My apologies. So it, it's most likely going to be Reimer. There I you imagine. go. Yeah, I'm, I'm game with whoever gets that start. I think it's a good option. The one against Chicago, and then I'm out for the tail end of the back-to-back versus Vegas. Although Vegas just really is such an anomaly right now. It's hilarious. Yeah, but they're still scoring a yeah. lot of goals. And again... Obviously, always have the t- They have enough talent to put up seven on any given night. Yeah, and they're not playing Saturday. The Sharks obviously are. So I will avoid the tail end of the back-to-back. I'll be quite interested in the front end of it. The St. Louis Blues, both goalies pretty highly owned. Vili Husso, 75%. Jordan Bennington, 66%. Bennington looked pretty good in his last game, but... If you can get either... I mean, Bennington's still been dropped a lot lately in, mm. in leagues. Um, obviously, Great matchups. In he's getting picked back Saturday, up a lot. Exactly. In Anaheim on Sunday. I mean, Husso, 75%. It's a joke, but that's just how it works this time of year. Uh, you know, he sh- should probably, at this point, be a top 10 goalie uh, at the start of next season. So he should be, yeah, obviously, just a must-own if he's available uh, you would have picked him up weeks ago in your league if you listened to this show. But Bennington, there is a chance he's still available. He's Months been playing ago. better. Um, but yeah, that that own, own percentage was trailing in the wrong direction for a really long time. So a uh, chance he might be out there. If he is, he's going to be a great option for either one of those games this weekend. And then we already talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning and Brian Elliott being a, a huge addition for the immediate future. That leaves the Toronto Maple Leafs as the last team with a back-to-back um, not very good matchups for them either. They've got the Florida Panthers in one of their games and the Washington Capitals in the other game. Uh, so Jack Campbell, 94% owned, um, not going to be available. Eric Schalgren, 20% owned, really has not played very well. So in, in, in pretty tough matchups, I don't think I have too much interest um, in going to Schalgren. How do you feel as a resident Maple Leafs fan. Uh, again, uh, yes, I agree. There's some risk to it. I think Campbell gets the game in Florida uh, for sure on Saturday, as long as he's feeling up to it. Because um, obviously they have been resting him still a little bit as he comes back from the injury. But I, yeah, I think if Chalgren goes against Washington, not a great start. Could definitely hurt your splits, but he's still been picking up wins in these games that he hasn't been playing well. The Leafs are playing really well right now, and they're going to be a big favorite in that game either way, or at least a sizable favorite, I would say. Um, so yeah, I, I think... You got to know what you're going for. You got to realize there's a risk there because he hasn't had he has had some poor games and he could potentially do some damage to your splits, your goals against, your save percentage. But uh, as far as streaming options go on Sunday, uh, if you're just looking for the win, I think he's going to be one of the better options out there. So I don't think we can uh, just count him out entirely because yeah, even he does. I mean, he could let in four or five goals and still pick up the win. I was just gonna say. So let, if you just take a look at his last. Uh, five starts, six starts, excuse me. He's four and one despite allowing uh, three goals, at, at least three goals in five of those six starts and yeah. posting an 877 save percentage. Doesn't take so much. Just needs to allow like three, yep. not four or five. That's pushing four. It. Four is doable. Yeah, four is still doable. He actually did that um, against the Senators, allowed four on one. Uh, the game before that, allowed four against the Sabers and lost. So that's that's the tipping point. Three, 
If you if he holds him to three, he's winning the hockey game. At this yeah, point. and that's why he's been probably getting as much work as he has. I mean, obviously Still Campbell hasn't games. been healthy, but yeah, like he he has not been great for sure, but he hasn't been god awful. And well, he wasn't Mrazek giving up six and just really you yes. know. Come postseason, the Leafs are going to need better goaltending than god awful. But in the regular season against much of the league, it's it's probably enough, and it'll good chance it'll be enough come Sunday against the Capitals. So I, I think he's a viable option for sure. All right, that is going to do it for the back-to-backs. Let's fire it over to the Blue Stones for 60 seconds. When we get back, we'll take a quick look at our streaming options for next week. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I down. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money. Season 7, episode 33 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Nailed it. I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthium. We hope you guys enjoyed those sweet, sweet licks from the Blue Stones. Uh, one of the last times that we might be handing off to the Blue Stones this year because we'll get into the end of season fantasy awards next week. Uh, and then maybe a little bit of a playoff preview from a fantasy perspective for those who uh, you degenerates out there who do fantasy playoff pools. Um, and I then, love a fantasy playoff. Pool. And then that'll great. pretty much be it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do a little draft stuff. Probably not. Doesn't have the most impact on this season. But uh, yeah, we will go into our hiatus fairly soon. So enjoy it while you can. Uh, but now, right now, we still have some actual regular season hockey games to talk about. Um, basically, as Brock said, the way the schedule shakes out next week, we're really just looking at a couple of teams that are playing Monday, Wednesday. Um, and then as well as the guys that are playing on Sunday, Winnipeg and Seattle, because they both play Wednesday as well. Tuesday, Thursday are stacked next week. Friday was supposed to be the last day of the regular season. Um, so it is overloaded with games on the 29th. Uh, pretty much everyone is playing, um, save for the Kings and the Hurricanes, apparently. Uh, but yeah, everyone else is in action on the 29th. So again, that's really just going to leave us with a couple teams to look at on Monday, a handful to look at on Wednesday. So we'll look at the guys that are playing Monday, Wednesday, uh, and then we'll look at the two teams playing on Sunday who are also going on Wednesday. So Brock, who are we looking at first? Who we, who are we looking at for these Monday, Wednesday streaming schedule next week? Well, for the second straight week, I believe, um, just one game on Monday. I think that was last week or no for Two out of the last three weeks. Last week, this week, we had a couple games. But anyways, uh, one game on Monday, 104 games, 13 games on Tuesday. Um, 
uh, NHL Twitter was just all over the place on this couple weeks ago there when uh, when we had just one game on Monday and fourteen on Tuesday. So you know, I'm sure everybody will will just rile, get all riled up again this week. But uh, Monday, an absolute barn burner between <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers and Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you to the NHL for making us all tune into that. Well, there AP. will be a lot of meaningless hockey next week, with it being the last week of the regular season. Right, so but they're I just mean, trying to put one of those games in primetime, front and center. Fucking ridiculous. But anyways, you Set got Philadelphia and Chicago on Monday. So that means that they're the only two teams in the league that play Monday, Wednesday this week. Um, and then as Dylan mentioned, a couple teams going Wednesday, Sunday. And that is the Winnipeg Jets and Seattle Kraken. Um, obviously, that is the game that got postponed due to an April blizzard sure. in Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, your your classic April blizzard. So Sounds like a great city. I'd love to move there. I, I particularly don't find it that exciting, but uh, to each their own. So uh, really, we're only going to talk about the Seattle Kraken, Chicago Blackhawks, Philadelphia Flyers, and Winnipeg Jets. So yeah. buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. I'm glad Beebs isn't here just because I know how much he just did not want to pick up a single Seattle Kraken last week. He would be absolutely devastated because we're about to recommend 30 of them. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the only real streaming options there, I mean, there's a couple. you got Dylan Strome, still just 26% owned. Um, obviously, he's cooled off a little bit. But against the Philadelphia Flyers on Monday... Vegas Golden Knights on Wednesday. Two pretty decent matchups for the Blackhawks. So um, I like Dylan Strom still playing on that top line with um, Alex Debrinkat, Patrick Kane, um, seeing top power play usage as well. So Dylan Strom, obviously the top streaming target on the Blackhawks at 26% on. Jonathan Taves has turned things around a little bit as well. Hasn't obviously had the best season, but he has a goal and two assists in his last five games. Um, you know, nothing to write home about on the season, just 33, 32 points, excuse me, on the year coming into tonight. So, uh, you know, he he's definitely a less intriguing target than uh, Dylan Strom. You know, Kirby Doc's injured. There's really not a whole lot here. Um, you know, you've obviously still got, um, you know, Dominic Kubalik's okay. Taylor Radish still in the top power play unit. Um, guys like that that are okay in, in a pinch. Um, you know, in a one game, if you've got lots of ads available against the Flyers, I think any of these guys are really capable of scoring. Uh, but Strom's clearly the premier target here. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think he's probably going to be the, the top one probably for the whole week. Again, we talked about how the options are limited there's a couple of decent options on philly but i first line first first line power play playing with patrick kane um yeah really not more you can ask for or look for at a streaming option uh i think taves is a decent consolation prize too like you talked about still just playing a lot of minutes in the right situations uh wouldn't expect him to light the world on fire but uh, i would bet on him to get at least one point in those two games uh, and probably the same with Strom. So I think they're both, as I said, good options. Strom has a little bit more upside at this point. Um, so yeah, I'd be excited if I'm able to get my hands on him for next week. The Philadelphia Flyers, uh, again, you, you know, with as many injuries and then, you know, trading away Claude Giroux, it has opened up plenty of minutes for these guys to play um, a ton of ice time. And the, the whole team's pretty much widely available at this point in time. Uh, the highest owned player on the Philadelphia Flyers right now is Ivan Provorov at 49%. Cam Atkinson still hurt 45%. Ryan Ellis has played one game this season at 34%. He's played more than one, but basically one. Sure. Um, Sean Couturier, 31% still injured. Rasmus Ristolainen still injured, 30, 24%. So that means everybody from Travis Konechny on down is 23% owned or lower. So Basically, the entire healthy roster outside of Ivan Provorov is available to you. I mean, 
you know, if, if we want to break it down right now, you've got Kevin Hayes and Travis Connecting playing um, a ton of minutes on the top line. They're also both on the top power play unit. So to me, those two are the guys that really draw my attention immediately. You've got Connecting, as I mentioned, at 23% owned. You've got Hayes at uh, 9% owned. So Hayes widely available there. Uh, he's played pretty well. You know, nothing crazy, nothing. You know, the Flyers obviously have been a team that's struggling quite a bit. But Connecting's really the premier option here, uh, like Dylan Strom in Chicago. So if you're in a league where Strom and uh, connect me are available. Those look like the two guys that are really front and center that stand out. If you can manage to grab both of them, um, I think you're in a pretty, you know, you're at least setting yourself up for as much success as possible. Outside of that, like, you know, you're not going to be streaming. You're, you got a good team. You're in the finals. You've got a good championship team here. You're not going to be dropping four, five, six guys, obviously, right? You might be able to stream two guys this week and connect me strong. Look like the two top options. Yeah. I like Kevin Hayes a lot too. Um, a lot more widely available too, as you mentioned. Yes. Uh, straight center eligibility, but we're not really worried about that when he's playing on those two uh, really short nights. And he's actually been on quite the tear lately. Certainly has stepped up uh, since Giroux's gone out. Uh, they were talking about on the broadcast the other night when they're playing the Maple Leafs, but I think he's like a point per game going back his last 15 or 16 games. So certainly taking advantage uh, of all the ice time that he is getting. Uh, I would agree just with the shot volume and, you know, um, I think in staying true to ourselves, we have to recommend Konechny above him. Uh, but yeah, Hayes has been on a really nice stretch going back to a little bit before the trade deadline. Since he came Drew's back moved. from injury. Yeah. Um, in the start of March there, he's got 20 points, six goals, 14 assists in his last 23 games. Yeah. Um, averaging over 19 minutes a night. 65 shots in that time. So he's playing really well and just taking full advantage of, of all that ice. So I, I would agree. I would probably just slightly lean Konechny first, but Hayes is another really good option. Um, and good chance you might have to settle for him because obviously Konechny and Strom not quite quite as available or maybe just a little bit slow getting there. Um, but yeah, I think they're both really good options. Um and when we're talking about streaming options, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute here with Seattle. Uh, but when the schedule is as light as it is and it's this time of season, I'll take any minutes I can get. Obviously, the premium minutes are the ones that we're looking for. So Konechny, Haves, uh, Strom, I think are the three guys who can really give it to you for the Monday, Wednesday games. Give you a lot of first line and first line power play minutes. Yeah. Just get a lot of usage and shoot the puck a decent amount as well. Travis Konechny's quietly been very, very good too. Uh, if you date back to the start of February, in his last 32 games, he's picked up 25 points. Yeah. Seven goals, 18 assists over that stretch, 86 shots on goal. So, um, I mean, those are pretty damn good numbers for yeah. a guy that's 23% owned. Um, you know, basically seems to be factoring in almost all of the Flyers' goals at this point in time. So, uh, I like Hayes a lot. I like Konechny a lot. Um, if, you know, you could do worse, right? Like, last week, we were really scraping the bottom of the barrel for the Seattle cracking to start the week. You know, Matty Beneers was the one I had mentioned. There was also some Eberly talk, some Yanni Gord, Gord. talk. Um, those I think Gord two, got an apple. Yeah, Gord got an apple. Beneers, I think, has <laughs> got a couple points. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that, I feel a little bit better about streaming Konechny and Hayes. Yeah, that's just how it works when you get down to this point and the schedule is as extreme as it is uh, with, with the difference between the Monday and Wednesday games and the Tuesday, Thursday, right? Like, we just... These are the options we have available. I wish as we were talking about, yeah, I wish we were talking about um, some of the best teams in the league and some of the streaming options that they had available to them. But just not the case, at least with Philly. Like, they're still a team that scores a decent amount of goals. Um, tire fire in their own end, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hayes, Konechny, you got to feel really good about getting at least a point out of each of them in those two games. The other thing, too, is, like, if you look just at Wednesday, um, 
there's not really like it's not the who's who of 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 players available on the Wednesday slate anyway. So even if you're looking to add a guy who's just got that one extra game, it's not like you're getting any other of the premier free agents. I mean, you're talking about Seattle, you're, uh, Winnipeg, as we've mentioned, but then you've got Arizona, Dallas, L.A., Montreal. Um, and Vegas, so there, you know, there might be a couple half decent guys there for the one extra game, but I would rather s- still add Connecting and Hayes for the two extra games as opposed to trying to find somebody on, on, on one of those two teams. If I yeah, had to. yeah, definitely. And I, I honestly, I think there's a good chance that Connecting and Hayes will still be two of the better streaming options exactly. come Wednesday. Because, like, saying. yeah, because like you said, it's uh, still not uh, not that many great options out there. And definitely, when you take into the fact that they'll get that extra game on Monday. Uh, if you're at all limited with your ad drops next week, I, I would definitely be looking at Philly, um, assuming Dylan Strom isn't available. Moving on, we've got the Winnipeg Jets and Seattle Kraken. Once again, they've really been heavily featured here on our show these last three weeks. But Unfortunately. Yeah, they. Uh, you've got Seattle against the Kings on Wednesday, and then in Winnipeg, um, as we mentioned in, on the Sunday to close out the season. A little bit better setup here for the Jets as they've got the Flyers on the Wednesday game, and then the Seattle Kraken, obviously, on Sunday. So um, if you if you had to pick, I would certainly try to you know pick up somebody from the uh, Winnipeg Jets if possible. But as we mentioned, you know when we talked about them a couple weeks ago, it's basically Paul Stastny or bust for these guys at this point in time. But Paul Stastny, since we talked about him as a streaming option, has been on fire. Uh, he has a four point uh, four game point streak. Excuse me, going. Um, sorry, that was snapped the other night, but had a five game point streak actually going. Um, prior to that. And if you take a look back here um, at his last 11 games, he has 10 points in his last 11. So he's been pretty solid actually uh, for the Jets. So obviously, you know, one of the, the, the higher end streaming targets here as well. He's at 19% owned after him. You want to mention Zach Sanford? After him, it kind of falls off a little bit. We can talk about Zach Sanford, who is also just 1% owned. He's seen some elevated ice time as of late, um, moved up to the second line and seen some power play usage, really hasn't done anything with it, but no. um, he's certainly there. Um, I, th- I, used, I think he's going to be in a lot of lineups on Sunday when I, it's I, the only game on 100%. the slate. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like, you know, you're obviously just going to have to take a look at that. And, you know, if you've got the availability and you've got the pickups left, I mean, you can just load up on Jets and, and, and crack it on Sunday. But, yeah, i got to say it right now. If uh, if Stastny isn't available and if Zach Sanford isn't available, like, I'm going with a Kraken player um, simply because they're going to get so many more minutes than anyone that's playing in the Jets' bottom six. Yeah, like in the, with the return of Wheeler and stuff, it's kind of limited uh, Adam Lowry's minutes as well. I mean, there's just not a whole lot to go off of here. Um, you know, it, you know, maybe you're in one of those rare leagues where where a Blake Wheeler's perhaps still available at 67% owned. It seems unlikely, but at this point yeah. in time... Well, Morrissey as well. We talked about him last week. Yeah, he's been great. He's I, I actually saw him got picked up in a couple of leagues, so he's 62. So again, unlikely. Unlikely, but uh, yeah, definitely a viable option, obviously, when we're talking about just one game on the slate to decide the fantasy hockey season. Literally just scraping the bottom of yes. the barrel here. Scraping. And speaking of which, we have the entire Seattle Kraken roster. Under 27% owned. Um, That's not an insult. There was literally an exercise in scraping the bottom of other teams' rosters in the summer. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jared McCann, center left wing eligible. Again, doesn't really matter, but been okay. Uh, still plays a ton. He's, he's got, got 26 a, goals, man. Yeah, he's got a goal and three assists in his last five games as well. Um, coming into tonight where they play the Colorado Avalanche. We'll see if you know they get shut out again tonight. Uh, but McCann, 
Eberly, Eberly at seventeen percent is fine. Um, to me, it's still Matty Bernier's is the one that sticks out to me. Um, sure. I know I scooped him. He's got points in each of his first three games. He's played over eight, uh, 17 minutes a night in all three of those games. He has seven shots over that stretch. He's got two goals, one assist. He looks good. He's the premier option to me just because he brings a little bit of flair to a team that kind of lacks it. Um, and he's playing a ton. Obviously, he got a lot of talent. Um you know, I mentioned him as my favorite target last week, so I can't really be like, after he scores two goals, after I say that, I can't be like, well, no, he's clearly not my favorite. Sure. So I'm going to stick with that one, but uh, obviously McCann, Everly, Gord are, are the th- the next three best options. Yeah, Schwartz, Wenberg, if you're getting desperate. Schwartz is still out. Oh, well then, no, not Schwartz. But uh, Wenberg, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Donskoy, that's what I was going to say. He's uh, also a healthy scratch. He's been he has been horrendous this year. I can't even believe it. There you go. He was so good in Colorado. I mean, obviously the difference in teams, but like he went from being like Ryan really Donato good. is he playing right now? Ryan Donato's on the top line. I'm scared to say any name. No, Ryan sport. Donato's on the top line with Matty Beniers and Jordan Everly. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's an option. No, the thing about Berniers, I mean, we know McCann, Everly, Gord. They play a lot. They'll get you a point probably every other game. Uh, not a lot of upside there. We don't know that there's not a lot of upside with Bernie. And he's, certainly, playing, and he's playing just as much yeah, as they are. Certainly with his track record at a high end prospect as a high end prospect, he's playing a lot. Um yeah, there's some upside there that the other guys just don't possess, even though, you know, we've never seen him get more than one point in an NHL game before. Uh yeah, I'm comfortable in saying that uh, you know, he has certainly more potential to swing the matchup on a Sunday than the other guys do. So I agree. He'd be my number one option playing a lot in all the right situations, which as we're talking about uh, with all of these terrible, terrible options we're looking at is all that really matters, uh, which again is why I like Everly, McCann, Gord. After that, it's getting dicey. I mean, it's already dicey with those three guys, but that's the name of the game with that <laughs> crazy, never before seen, probably won't see it again, uh, two days after anyone else has played one game slate to finish off the regular season. Um, yeah, I mean, a redraft league. On the most meaningless hockey game. Honestly, ever. if you're in a redraft league, no shame. If there's, like, whatever your ad drop rule is, if there's no ad drop rule, drop, drop your, whole your whole team. team. I don't care. No yeah, shame. 100%. No <laughs> shame. If you have no ad drop limits, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, your lineup with Maddie Berniers, Adam Lowry, Zach Sanford, the whole Seattle Kraken roster. Yeah. Like, change your team name to seattle kraken like go all in yeah like i'm assuming that most leagues have ad drop limits but some sort you would hope right but if they don't like take full advantage and make your league change that next season when you win because you had make them name ryan donato score the game winning goal on sunday 100 percent. like no shame whatsoever okay just a quick exercise here top five out of this list of players we just talked about i'll I'll go first give you a second to think about it because i've been kind of thinking about it here sure um I think Dylan Strom's got to be one. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think Dylan Strom's one for me. Um, Konechny's two. Probably Stastny three. Hayes four. Bernier's five. Mm. I maybe have Stastny two then. I Stastny could be one too. I, yeah. I, I think. I agree. Like... That, I think there's a clear top four options there because yeah, you've got 100%. you got four guys there that are playing top line, top power play minutes, and Konechny, Hayes, uh, Strom, and Stafsny. So I don't think you can go along with either of those four. And then, yeah, as I mentioned, I think Berniers is the best out of the Seattle guys, so I'd go with him. And after that, you're just looking for minutes. Just looking for minutes. That's even, literally and, it. If and, you can get shots with it, unbelievable. That's amazing. But 
minutes is gold after that. And if you can drop your whole team for the Seattle Kraken, I hope somebody tells us that there's no limits. I want to see a screenshot of someone just with a full team of Jets Literally and Kraken scrubs on Sunday. Everybody except for those like undroppable guys. Like yes. you got like Matthews just locking up a spot, Crosby, and then just Berniers, Gord. Don't score, even though he's a healthy... Like, everybody. Yes. Just in case he Just gets in it. case he gets in. <laughs> but, uh, all right, that is going to do it once again for the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Now, I know I keep talking about this uh, every week, but it, it is, it, it's been a fun thing to keep an eye on. It's just our, our listeners, how many drop off each week to see how many people have been eliminated. From two weeks ago to last week, we lost five. Five listeners total. So, that means... Literally nobody got eliminated from the semifinals, apparently. Yeah. Um, which is outstanding. Or again, there's obviously still people that listen to us just because they enjoy listening to us talk about hockey, maybe. Which I, I don't know if they exist. But. If they do, that's even more impressive. Because even if you love the show, like if I get eliminated from anything, like I just can't Bye. stand. It was so hard for me to do this show the week after I got knocked out of the playoffs last week. So no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Respect but. either way. Appreciate all the uh, support, not just this year, but I mean we're going on seven, eight years now with a very consistent and loyal fan base, so thank you guys. Hope everyone does well over this last week and a half. Uh, and I hope some absolute random scrub on the Seattle Kraken wins you your league on Sunday. Okay, most likely, before we go, most likely random scrub on the Seattle Kraken to win a fantasy championship this weekend. I'll go with you. Does Gord count? Is that too deep of a shout? Or is that not deep enough, I mean? Sorry. Yeah, let's go deeper. Okay. Um. Vince, like, Vince Dunn? Vince Dunn's a good one. I'm going to go Daniel Sprong. Nice. Daniel That's Sprong deep. is going to go. Who would you say the fourth line was? Wenberg, Rask, and... Daniel uh, Sprong. Yeah. That is the most... Like, that's just the, a... Could that, be their third line. Yeah. That, that would be the best first line ever in the history of the AHL. That is just a line of players that... Should uh, be there. Yeah. Are, you know, too offensive for a traditional bottom six role, but not good enough to play in an actual top six role. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. It'd be the greatest AHL line of all time. Yeah. So Daniel Sprong, Vince Dunn, those are our random scrubs to win a fantasy championship this weekend. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. I'm Brock Seagan. We got Dylan Deberth. We'll see you guys back here next week to talk about our fantasy awards, players that we really like to have breakout seasons next year, um, and, and maybe some other bullshit. Who knows? That's a lot right there. Anything we can come up with. See you back here next week. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.